Hallelujah, Lord, we bless you, Lord, we glorify your holy name. Just begin to bless the Lord, begin to thank him, begin to thank him because he is here. Lord, we bless you, Lord, we glorify your holy name. Your presence, oh Lord, is heavens to us. Yes, Lord, we thank you. We give you all the glory, all the honor, and all the adoration. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have worshipped. Amen, amen. Praise the Lord. Let's give a clap offering unto the Lord for the choir. We'll continue to go from strength to strength in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Praise the Lord. You're welcome to church this morning. And if you are watching online, you're welcome also. Um, we're about to go into the word. And um, let's just say a word of prayer. Father, we thank you. King of kings and Lord of lords, we glorify your holy name. We thank you, Lord, for the strength to be here, each and every one of us, whether physically or online. Father, we ask, O oh Lord, today that even as we go into today's uh, topic that you have placed in our hands, that we'll be able to disseminate it in a way, we'll be able to bring it out in a way that will glorify your holy name. We ask also, O oh Lord, that even as we listen, O oh Lord God, that we will grasp, O oh Lord God, the depth of what you are trying to tell us, and at the end of the day, we will run with your word, and our lives will never remain the same. It will go higher to your glory. In Jesus' wonderful name, we have prayed. Amen. Praise the Lord. So you're welcome to, hope your week has been nice. Amen? Good. Um, so we've been talking about relationships. And um, last week we talked about um, relationships. Um, and we said that relationship uh, was a, a two-way thing. is what how two or more people relate um, to each other. Today we'll, be, we'll, be, we'll still be going on to relationship, and um, the subtitle for this re relationship um, is, um, topic is um, Recharge Your Relationship. Amen. <laughs> so you need to recharge your relationship. And what comes to mind, have you ever been on your phone? And you know, you know, we have this relationship with our phones, isn't it? Amen. Praise the Lord. Who wants to own up? <laughs> Amen. <laughs> So we have the relationship with our most people are on their phone almost 24-7 in a day. The Lord will help us in Jesus' name. And then you're on the phone and you keep on pressing this, texting this, reading this and all that. And you see the battery line on that phone that is in red. But instead of you to go and recharge your phone, what do you do? You just want to push on and go on and then until the thing now says, okay, that's enough. And just goes blank. They you not start running everywhere looking for your charger, isn't it? Amen? So that is the way relationship is. So that relationship at that particular time, when the battery went down, has gone what? It's gone blank. <laughs> because now you have to do something. You have to put in another uh, effort in order to bring that battery up again, up and running. Amen? And that is the way it is with us too, with ourselves, you know, last week we talked about that relationship is the way we relate to each other, and we also talked about um, the fact that we are created 
for relationships. We also talked about the fact that if it's so, we need to give each other attention. Amen. We need to give relationship attention. And we also went into, um, into a Bible passage um, and looked at the prodigal son and how the father was able um, to bring back the son after the son has repented and gathered him back and brought him back um, into his household. Amen. So today we are, we are going to be looking at some other things that make relationship thrive. Some other things that make relationship thrive. And we are going to be looking at relationship in different aspects. We, are not be, we won't be able to go into everything today. You know, I said there are different types of relationships. Father, son, mother, daughter, father, daughter daughter, father, son, you know, um, teacher, um, student, uh, pastor, pastor and the people, <laughs> amen, the people and the pastor, um, we've got um, the marketplace and relationship, we've got the, 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 the um, internet relationship, amen, so many relationships we go into, and so because we are created for a relationship. Nobody is created for isolation. Amen. Sorry to say, except that the whatever is happening now is creating a space for that. But even in that, if you are isolating at home, you can always key into the online. Um, what is it? The online. Um, amen. The <laughs> Lord is on the truth. Online services going on. Online. Good things, not, not the things that don't glorify God going on. Amen. And you can even go to conferences. These days we go to conferences in America, you know, without paying any fee. We go to America. We travel all over the world just in our sitting room. Amen. And that, that is something good that has come out of um, this um, sitting at home thing. So that's relationship for you. So there are some things that makes them this relationship to thrive. There are some things that makes our relationship to thrive. And the first one we are going to be uh, looking at is love. Amen. Let somebody say love. <laughs> I mean, when we say love, I think the best, the first thing that comes to our mind is that worldly love. Like when we are starry eye, you know, our eyes are drooping with um, the way they do it in the children's cartoon. Like, you know, those um, love um, heart shapes just come popping out like that. Amen. And then you open your mouth, and then you are like, you, just, you are just dumb, Father, you can't say anything. Amen. That's not the kind of love we are talking about here. This kind of love we are talking about is that one that God says we should have. If we go to John 13, 34, it says a new commandment he has given unto us, that we should love one another as he has loved us. Amen. So Jesus said that to each one of us. When he was going, he told the disciples that. And in effect, we are following in their footsteps now. We are followers of Jesus. Amen. So he tells us a new commandment he has given unto us, that we should love one another, even as he has loved us. Amen. So what is this love? What, what is this love that is talking about here? You know, the love he's talking about here is that one that is what we would call the real love. Amen. Is deeper. Is deeper. Is a love of choice. 
is something you make up your mind to do. You choose to love. So it's a love of choice. It's deeper um, than anything we can um, think of. If you go to Ephesians, Ephesians 3, 17, it helps us to have an understanding of what we are talking about. It says that Christ may dwell in your heart through faith, that you being rooted and grounded in love may be able to comprehend with all the saints what is the width and the length and the depth and the height. And know the love, to know the love of Christ, which passes knowledge, that you may be filled with all the fullness of God. To know the love of Christ that passes knowledge. There's a love that passes knowledge. There's a love that we cannot even express, but it is in stepping into the availability that God has given unto us that we are able to know this love. And it has depth. It has depth. There's a song they normally sing, Deeper, deeper in the love of Jesus, daily let me go. Higher, higher, precious Holy Spirit, more of grace to know. And then go deeper, yes, I pray, and higher every day. And wiser. In your precious holy word. So there's a deeper love more than the one the you know the one the world knows that we can tap into as children of God in all we do. And it's got a depth. And in knowing the depth, the only way we can know that depth is through Jesus Christ. So last week um, we talked about our fellowship with God, isn't it? So it is when we fellowship with God that we are able to get some of those things from him. And then we are able to express it through um, our own lives unto others. So it is that, that love that accepts others for who they are. Amen. It accepts others for who they are. Because it tells us there are, there are no Greeks, no Jews, no Gentiles. So it doesn't matter what background you are from. It doesn't matter the language you speak. The love envelopes all of us. That's why God has got a lot of people all over the world just to himself. And it doesn't matter what we speak. It doesn't matter um, how we look. It doesn't matter our color. But that love is that love that envelopes everyone. So we, we have to start looking at this as children of God, that God loves everybody. And once he has called you into his kingdom, you are a child of God. It doesn't matter if you are not from my hometown, if you are not from my village. Amen. <laughs> but we all are in the, the same in the presence of the Almighty God. So these are the things we need to look at. You, you look at that um, man the, the, in the prodigal um, story, the prodigal sons, the story we, we talked about last week. We saw the man, the father of the son there. When the boy came back, he accepted him for who he was. Amen. So he accepted him for who he was. So that's the way we as children of God should also do in our daily, daily lives. It is that love that strengthens the weak. You know, a lot of people, sometimes we, we are so 
you know, packed up for Sunday morning and all that. There are a lot of things going on in our lives. Amen. But where we find that any one of us is weak, let us give strength to that person. Amen. Let us be the one as children of God to give strength, to help, to, 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 to chip in something good on our own side so that the person will be strengthened. You know, if somebody's feeling down or uh, in, in, in a very low mood, we are not the ones as children of God to, to, to um, amplify, amen, the situation and now just put everything to the lowest and make the person's battery to go, to run down. Amen. We are the ones, when we are with the weak, we strengthen them with our words. We are the ones, when we are with the weak, we are able to lift them up. You know, just hold them there so they don't, they don't give up. Because you don't know if that is the last time you are going to see that person, is it? For every one of us should take our time to make sure that even in this season especially, that people around about us, we are able to touch them with the love of God. You don't even have to stay with them. You have your phones, isn't it? And we use it to post a lot of things on the on the um, <laughs> on WhatsApp, WhatsApp and WhatsApp. Amen. <laughs> but take a minute from posting those things and think of people who need strength, people who need your encouragement, people who need a word from you that God has laid on you. And even when God, sometimes you, you think of somebody in a space of time, isn't it? The thought of somebody just comes to you. You don't know why a friend, a family, a sister, a brother, a mother, a father, wherever they are. The, the, the thing you, should, you need to do at that particular time, when that thought comes to your mind, is... Pray for that person. If it's somebody you can easily reach out to, reach out to them. Send a text. See how are they doing. Just checking on you to see how you are doing in this season. So, so let it be something that we as children of God will imbibe into our culture even in this season. Now you tell me that, oh, I sent texts and they don't respond. Amen. If you're on the other side, the people who don't respond to text, amen. Change your ways. Respond to text. It's, it's a two-way thing. Relationship is a two-way thing. So if, if one person has been doing it and doing it and doing it and you're not responding, at the end of the day, it gets to a place where they will say, probably the person doesn't want to speak to me or they don't like me or they just put a point to it and leave it like that or you don't want to be disturbed I'll just leave you like that not because they don't like you but because you have not been showing love amen and they are showing you love you are not showing any response amen so it's a two-way thing love is a two-way thing somebody shows the love you respond then it gives that other person the encouragement to be able to do it the next the next time and that's what brings fellowship that's where fellowships uh, fellowship comes in. That's what takes the, the relationship, that Christian relationship of brothers and sisters into the next um, level. Amen. So we saw in that prodigal son again that um, the man strengthened the boy. 
he strengthened the boy. He was the one when he saw the boy coming from afar. He was the one that ran to him. He didn't wait for him to come and say, you will come and meet me today. I will show you all the things that you have done. So he went and met that boy and he, he gave the boy, he just kissed him and held him. And that way, all the things that was the, the boy was thinking about, because he has planned what he was going to say, isn't it? Everything will just fly away. Because he, he received strength, even the courage to be able to speak to the man. Then it is love that gives room for change. Amen. None of us will ever remain the same. Even in a marriage, the two of you start in one place today. But you find that as you grow with time, people change. And our prayer is that we change for the better and for the best in Jesus' name. We change in a way that the name of the Lord will be glorified in our marriages, in our homes, in our friendships, um, in our business places, whatever we lay our hands on as children um, of God. So th there are things that we probably come into a marriage with, you know, and that is why God says we should all go and get married. Amen. <laughs> that, that's why he created us, isn't it? And don't be, don't, be, don't be afraid if you are not yet married. Your time will come in Jesus' name. But it's, it's in marriage, it shapens you. It, it, it makes you to know that you are not an island. Amen. You cannot do me, myself, and I in a marriage. It's not going to work. It's not going to help the marriage. It will just bring a lot of friction into the marriage. In marriage is where you learn how to give and take. In marriage, you learn to be able to bend sometimes. Amen. And sometimes you learn to straighten up. So marriage, marriage refines us. And that is the same thing with friendship. I mean, authentic friendship. I'm coming to authenticity in, the, in a few minutes. So you give room for change, for people to change. Uh -huh. And give room for people to change physically. Amen. You know, when, when we first got married, I was as thin as this. <laughs> but now I've put on weight and I know I've put on weight. And same for pastor too. Amen. <laughs> so the two of us know we make a joke about but then it is well. <laughs> so you give room for change. It's the person inside you married, isn't it? So you have to know that. Also, if we're in the, in, in the church as brothers and sisters... Maybe somebody walks into the church and the person is like, maybe, I don't know, the worst of the worst. Amen. But there's room for change in the presence of God. So long as we are not the ones that are pampering the person not to change. Amen. We, as people of love, because part of loving is admonishing Instructing because people think that love is just lovey dovey, just pat people on the back, and that is love is more than that. This love we are talking about because God will not pat us on the back when we do wrong, amen. 
and is the one that first loved us. So if we look at God's example, he admonishes us, he instructs us on the things to do. If we go the wrong way, he brings us back. So if somebody is not really in line with God, it is our duty as children of God. Don't say, hey, it's only pastor. Pastor will deal with it. Amen. Let us each as brothers and sisters help each other to carry us along so that the person we are carrying will get to the place that God wants him to get to. And that is why this love we are talking about is the love that carries other people's burdens. Amen. Amen. This one is great, isn't it? Because if you look at it, carry people's burden, eh? Me, I have my, you know all the things that I'm carrying. Before I come, I carry your own. Amen. But sometimes it is in carrying other people's burden that our own burdens fall off. I hope you know that. It falls off. You don't even know when it fell off because you were not focused on your own burden. You were focused in helping out. I think I had the, the story of a lady who was sick. She had an ailment. But instead of her nursing that ailment, uh, like, you know, you know, when some people have it, you call it your own. You even give it a name. Say, my distin, amen. My sickness, my whatever. My... But this lady, what she did was to step out and started serving. Serving, serving people um, in the church, doing stuff. She put that thing down because she, she knew she knew. What can she do about it? It's only God that can heal her, isn't it? In the process, in the process, in the space of time, not just immediately, but in the space of time, she got healed. Amen. So that is the kind of love we are looking at, the one that carries other people's burdens. Amen. You know, church is a place where we need to put our guards down. Amen. We need to drop everything that doesn't look like Jesus. A church is a place you come in sad, dejected. That is what church is for. Amen. Come inside. Amen. And what do the brethren do when they, when they see them? What do, what, what, what do we do when we see people like that? We comfort them. That is why we are children of God. We comfort them. We, we bring them to the place in Christ. If you've been outside, you don't know God, this is where you come to. Where we'll be able to bring you to Jesus. If you are falling away, you've gone back. You come to God, back to God in the church. And we, we will bring you back. And we, 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 we instruct you, admonish you in the way you should go. Amen. And we love you. Amen. And the question you want to ask is, what if, what if I, we, we admonish them? We love them. And they just refuse to, to do anything. Amen. The thing is that you have done your own part, isn't it? You have done your own part. It's a place where we hold people accountable. So love, this love is not just love. Everybody do anything you like. Do whatever you want. God doesn't do that with us, does he? The day God says... He leaves you and he doesn't say anything. He doesn't admonish you. He says, do what you want. That means that person is heading straight to you know where now. You have moved away from the presence of God. 
as long as you are in the presence of God, he will still guide you because he needs you to be with him. He needs you to fulfill destiny and he needs you to be with him in glory. He doesn't want the devil to take over your life because he knows that will be to destruction. So it's a place we hold ourselves accountable. And the story they, tell, they told us about, I had, about a man who was drinking. He was into alcohol and he was drinking anyhow and all that. And every time he comes to church and all that, and he talks to the pastor, he will tell the pastor and the brethren that is the devil. Amen. They know the pub he goes to, and they see him there. They say, he's the devil. He's the devil. It's not him. It's the devil that causes it. Every time the devil pull him to that place. So the, the, the brethren and the pastor, they now plan for him one day that is the devil. I say, yes, it's the devil. They know the time he normally goes there. And then the brethren now went and stood there before the time came. All of them at the door, waiting for the man to come. So when the, door, the man just came and saw them, he was like, ah, pastor, this is, what are you people doing here? He said, we've come to chase that devil that is bringing you every day. <laughs> Amen. So you can see, they, they, were, they, were, they were holding him accountable. Everybody was responsible. They felt responsible to bring him out of whatever it was that was pushing him to that place. So there are times we as children of God, as a body, as a family of God, we need to come together to bring our brother, bring our sister out of uh, the way of sin or perdition so that they don't go that way. Amen. So it's not a time when we see ourselves going the wrong way. Then we now turn the other eye and say we didn't see that. I not even tell anybody in the church. We are supposed to, to keep quiet about it. But we know. So deep inside us, we know this is what this person is doing. We all come together. And then when we are praying, we look at the person like this and say that, that, that prayer point is for, for brother, this or sister, that. Amen. But if we have done the, first, the right thing in the first place, to so bring that brother, that sister back, to redeem them back, that would not happen, isn't it? So our fellowship will flow freely. So the love we, we say now is a love that is authentic. That's why we need us to be authentic as a family. Amen. Even in this place, we need us to be authentic. Be real. Authenticity is being real. You know, we have different types of fellowship. There are some fellowships that are shallow. Everybody comes, you greet each other, and that is it. You don't know your house. You don't have your phone number. You don't even know what the person's name is. Amen. You can say, ah, what is it? And the person has been sitting beside you for the, maybe three or four or five months, even a year itself. What is the name of that, that lady that um, is, um, that would not be a portion in Jesus' name. As much as we can, let's try and know each other like, yes, to, 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 a, to, a, to, a, to a good level. So that even if there's anything happening in that person's life, you know, even before you get to the pastor, like five or six people have already, you know, prayed about this thing. So we need to rise up as living stones and begin to let that love of God uh, flow in our lives. You know, in Galatians 6.10, the Bible tells us that we should do good to all 
especially those in the household of faith. Especially those in the household of faith. So that means, apart from your unit, your family unit, God has given you a bigger family, isn't it? So we should start having that um, renewing our mind to know that God has given us a bigger family. So it is in knowing that, and then when we come together, when we begin to care for each other, when we begin to love each other, you know, when we begin to have compassion for each other, then what, what happens when brothers, they dwell in unity? That is where God commands the blessing. Amen. You see blessings being commanded in different ways by God. You don't even have to pray. It just happens like that. Why? Even before we open our mouth, God has answered us. So this is the kind of love that we are looking, looking at. You know, in Matthew um, 23, sorry, 22, 37, when Jesus was asked, how do we love? What is the greatest commandment? Jesus said, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind, which is what we talked about last week. And then it says, that is the first commandment. And then he said, the second one is like this. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. Amen. So who do you love first? Your neighbor or yourself? Both. <laughs> yeah, we had, we had, I was in a class and there was a, there was a question like that thrown to us. But the thing is, you love yourself first, isn't it? In other words, Jesus is saying, we love ourselves, but all of us have stayed there at loving ourselves. Amen. There's somebody called our neighbor, the person sitting beside us, the person living beside us, the person in our workplace. These are our neighbors. We love them as ourselves. So it means what you cannot take. Amen. Don't give it to somebody else. Amen. What you cannot take, if you know you are the one and you can't take it, whatever you have done. So that's why we need to um, check our actions, you know, daily. Try and think of, sometimes you look at the day, the things that have gone off. Have I, have I been wrong in the way I, I've said it? Have I, been, have, I, have, I, have I done it right? And we have the Holy Spirit. Thank, thank, thank God. We would always prompt our heart if we have, you know, talked to somebody rashly or done something rashly. And when the Holy Spirit does that and tells us, you've gone the wrong, what do you do? You, you, you repent, isn't it? And, and, and you, you, you reach out to the person and say sorry to the person, you know, and you try and, you know, find a closure. Amen. So don't just drop everything and then walk away. Amen. So in our marriages, we don't walk away. Friendships that are God-given, we don't walk away because uh, there are friends God has given us for a reason. So we need to be discerning. There are friends God has given us for a season and there are friends God has given us for a lifetime. There are people God has given us for a lifetime. Have, I know I have friends that I know, now I know because when I look back and you will not know at the beginning, isn't it, if they, if they are for a season uh, for a reason. But I've seen friends I have that they are for a season. I've seen one that are for a lifetime. Amen. 
and we are still going and we are still going and to God be the glory we are all in faith so the, those friends are those ones that would keep you going you, they, they would chip in good things into your life give you words of encouragement you know point you to God point you to the right way and smack you if you've gone the wrong way amen <laughs> amen so finally let me just stop here um our love has to be intentional. Intentional. So it's not like, okay, we just, I love that brother. I love that sister. I love, I love everybody in the church. I love you, mama. I love you, pastor. <laughs> Amen. So it has to be intentional. That means you have, it's a choice. Now you have to do something about it, isn't it? So is that ear that listens? Is the hand that chooses to give? No, is, that, is that one that says, oh, I will go if nobody wants to go. Amen. Is the one that shows compassion. You feel the compassion and you show it just like Jesus. And that's Jesus for us. Is the eye that sees the invisible. You know, the eye sees the invisible. There are some things you may not know. But God is pointing to you that this is what is happening. Then you reach out. Amen. So is that arm that embrace? Some people just need a touch. I don't know, you can't touch anybody now. You give them that uh, pandemic touch from up there. Amen. <laughs> well, a touch, a touch can be more than just touching the person, isn't it? It could just be by what you say, messages you sent would make that person's life better. So as we do all these things, the Lord will help us in Jesus' name. So let's just begin to thank God now. Let's bless him for what we have heard. Let's thank God because he's a God of love. It's because of his love that we're even here in the first place. Let's ask that this love that he has given unto us, that the Lord would help us to be able to just reach out to other people. That the Lord will even expand it in our hearts more than we have talked about today. That the Lord will show us people around us that he needs us to reach out to because we, are, we cannot all be in the same place at the same time. That the Lord will help us. And as he begins to tell us, this is the person to touch, this is what to do, this is what to, that we will obey in the name of Jesus. And at the end of the day, lives will be touched, the love of God will grow, and there will be fullness in the house. In Jesus' mighty name we pray. Amen. Praise.